Hey, welcome to Praying the Psalms, a daily podcast from Doxa Church here in Madison, Wisconsin. As the church finds itself isolated physically, we are reading, studying, and praying the Psalms to join ourselves together spiritually. We want to slow down, get a bigger picture of God and a clear picture of ourselves. And most of all, we want to join ourselves together around the throne of the one who has joined himself to us. Now, first, before I start, um, I know what you're thinking, and no, this isn't Ronnie. I know that my voice sounds pretty similar to Ronnie's, but uh, no, this is Sam Roberts. Um, I'm the director of local missions at DOXA and director of communications at DOXA, and um, Rob, Ronnie, and David have been wanting to try and bring a new voices into the rotation for this podcast. So Rob asked if I would read a, a psalm for the podcast, and I told him that I would be uh, more than happy to do that, and I'm here now. Uh, speaking to you. So without further ado, we are going to be in Psalm 43 today. It's not a long Psalm. So if you haven't yet, go ahead and take a minute and read Psalm 43 now. So Psalm 43 is kind of the part two to Psalm 42. Um, if you read it, you probably noticed that it actually even repeats uh, some of the exact same lines as Psalm 42. And it just in a really short beautiful burst of five verses um, runs through the same themes as Psalm 42 as well. So this morning as we're praying through this psalm, we're going to see how we can be real about our feelings, how we can be raw with God, but then also how we can remind ourselves of what's true. So first, uh, look with me or listen along uh, to verse one. It says, Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people, from the deceitful and unjust man, deliver me. If you now or at any point have felt frustrated, hurt, or even hopeless with just how unjust the world is, this first verse is a prayer for you. I don't know what your experience is, obviously, with injustice, but you right now just fill in the blank and bring that to God. For some of my sisters in our church family, for you, it might just be literally that you're frustrated that you can't just go on a run at night without fear of being assaulted. Or for my black brothers and sisters in Christ, you likely felt this deeply two weeks ago, reading about the unjust death of Ahmaud Arbery and then Breonna Taylor, and the list goes on. I don't know what that is for you, but whatever it is, whatever injustice you have experienced or are experiencing, God cares and he wants you to bring that to him. So bring that to him now. Next, the psalm takes what seems to be kind of a dark turn. In verse two, it says, for you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? And I don't know about you, but when I read Verses like this, my initial gut reaction is almost like I, I just want to tell the psalmist like, hey, I, I don't know if you're allowed to talk to God that way. But I think that that's because I forget that for one, God knows my heart and he knows what questions are burning in me. But two, he wants relationship with me. And when I have these questions in me, he wants me to bring them to him. There is an appropriate way to bring those painful questions to God. God, where are you? Why are you letting this happen? And, and if you can't muster up the words to pray those questions to God, 
you can just read the scriptures literally that he gave you. Just read those back to him. And next, the psalm turns to pleading with God. Verse three says, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. When the world feels dark and hazy and we feel like we can't see clearly, we need God's light in our lives. So ask him for it now. And when we can't tell what's up and what's down and the truth feels so far away and even the voices in our own heads speak to us constant confusion, if not outright lies, we desperately need God's truth. So ask him for it now. And then this next part, I'm guessing probably for you will hit real close to home like it did for me. Picking back up in verse three, it says, let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God, my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. This is repeating the images that we saw in chapter 42 uh, in verse two, where it says, when shall I come and appear before my God? And in verse four, where it says, these things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. So my question for you uh, is this, do you miss church? Because I know that I do. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, church is still happening. We are the church. God's gospel has not been stopped, and we are gathering online. And I'm so grateful for the ways that God has allowed us to do that. But even for me, as I'm in the building on Sundays, just making sure that the live stream doesn't crash partway through the sermon, almost every single week, I find myself at once both thankful that we have this technology that we are still somewhat able to gather and yet just so longing for the day that I can just sit in a chair next to my wife with my friends and just listen to a sermon in person and get up and sing worship with other people. And I so hope that when all things go back to normal, whenever that is, whatever that looks like, that I will not take for granted what a privilege it is to worship God with my family. And if you're feeling that, I think that that's right. But I think that even more, that is just a small picture of what God has put in all of our hearts. There's a deep desire to be back with him in perfect, complete presence with him worshiping him with all our hearts, with the full family of God. And so if you miss church, tell God that now. Be honest with him, but don't let it stop there. If you long for heaven, where you can just see Jesus face to face and worship him with the full family of God, tell him that now. And then lastly, the psalm takes kind of a turn, um, and it turns from talking to God to, interestingly, talking to yourself. Uh, verse 5 says, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And the crazy thing about 
Psalm 42 and Psalm 43 is that it gives us this beautiful picture of how we can be completely real and completely raw with God about how we're feeling, how we're doing, and yet not let those feelings be the end of the story. And so ask yourself this question, do your emotions talk to you or do you talk to your emotions? Or maybe put it this way, when your emotions are loud, who is running the conversation? When you find yourself in prayer like this, when you say these things and confess these things to God, don't let the prayer end until you've reminded yourself, literally turned into your own soul. And so say for me, I have to turn to myself and say, Sam, put your trust in God because I, I'm still going to praise him. I can acknowledge and be real. God, I don't feel good. And yet at the same time, tell myself, Sam, you know that he is good. And you know that you can trust him. So do that because I'm going to. Let's pray. God, I just pray, God, first, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, that when I am uncomfortable and don't know how to be real with you, how to be real about my emotions and genuinely come to you with these hard questions. Where are you? Why are you letting this happen, God? I just thank you, God, that we have literal scriptures that I could just say back to you, that I literally see Jesus saying back to you on the cross. But then, God, I thank you, God, that those horrible feelings don't have to be the end of the story, God. Thank you for giving us a picture in the Psalms of how we can be real with ourselves and with you, and yet still remind ourselves, you soul, put your hope in God, for I'm still going to praise him. God, would you make that level of real relationship and rawness true in our hearts, God? Thank you, God, and it's in your name that we pray these things. Amen.